<laughs> this is Shameful Gone Sexy with me, Dr. Jocelyn Hart. Here, I share my truth from personal and professional experience in how to change your life. No fluff. Listen up, because I'm saying fuck you to fear, fuck you to judgment, and fuck you to anything and everyone who has kept you exactly where you are. I'm calling bullshit on behavioral mindset that's actually keeping you on that ruthless roller coaster. We are ditching the shackles of shame and instead lighting a fire up your asshole to get rid of the emotional constipation so you can be free to live as exactly who you are and love yourself for it. I'm going to share some discoveries that are going to make sense like nothing has made sense before. From the real reasons we binge to how we find our purpose, it's all on the table. I'm not here to inspire. I'm here to empower you to do exactly what it is you already want to do. Just like me, you've been through the trenches. Now you're claiming the trauma and I'll show you how to transform it into a fulfilling happiness you didn't think was possible. Trust yourself to take the ride. It won't disappoint. You are worthy. You are enough. And you are sexy as hell. Much love. And here we go. Hi, Rocky. Hi, Rocky. Rocky, say hi. Rocky. Hello. He's like, the hell with this shit. If I'm not on a hike, I don't, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. So with con constructive conversations, when is a time where you felt like in the past, you may have otherwise shoved the conversation away in your pocket because either, you know, it would have just gotten really messy or, you know, it's just not worth it or whatever. Like instead of starting to create boundaries and realizing that your voice is worth hearing and that it can be powerful. I think a lot of times, uh, especially with family, um, my mom, my son, um, something that comes up really loud for me right now is um, any comments about my weight or my eating. That's a tool that I wish I had sooner, which I have used since I've learned it. You know, it's not always well received, but I know that I have communicated my needs properly and I know that I have done so, you know, respectfully, eloquently. There's no gray area. So I feel good about it afterwards. I don't worry about, did I say the wrong thing? You know, that sort of thing. It works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something that, you know, a lot of times we find ourselves having these conversations and we're coming from a place where we're telling them from a very just objective point of view, not putting any sort of, you know, our perspective without stating so and like having people put their guards up because that's kind of the conversations that a lot of times people might have that are actually just going to make people want to just back away even more. So right. let's just give an example of like, okay, let's say your mom made a comment. Let's just say. I've got a great one right off the okay. top of my head. Looking really good. And oh, your pants are like hanging off of you. Those, those types of comments. Somebody might look at that and go, well, what's wrong with that? But for me, I don't want my weight addressed at all because, you know, for various reasons, I won't go into the whole story. So that conversation to me, for me, looks like, mom, I just really, I really appreciate that you, you notice, you know, these things and that you're observant. And I know you're trying to be helpful and kind, but hearing about my weight upsets me. I don't expect you to understand. So I would just appreciate if we could just not have commentary about my weight at all. That would really be awesome. I would really appreciate it. Are you okay with that? With not mentioning my weight like ever? So maybe not the best, maybe not tailored a hundred percent, but something like that. I'm not putting it 
on her. I'm not being defensive. I'm not making her feel bad. It's just, this is what I need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good, that's a really beautiful example. And so now what could in the past, what might you have said instead that maybe is less constructive? Like what's the version in which could have blown up in your face? (laughs) Well, there's two. One would be like, wow, thanks. You know, you noticed or in my head and then to her, I'm kind of going, oh, thanks mom. And the other second version is, okay, you know, um, but when I'd mentioned it is, you know, that's really hurtful. Like, can you just not talk about my weight? Okay. Okay. You know, <laughs> right. And that's like the old school thing. Somebody's lost weight. You told, you tell them that my body's really nobody else's business, you know, type of thing. So I don't think I really addressed it to be honest, Joss. Yeah. Yeah. I kept it yeah. Why do we do that though? Like, how come we just keep it inside? Like that happens so often, especially I'm not trying to just like totally stereotype, especially like a lot of times like women, right? Like you kind of just keep your voice unheard. Whereas like, if a man perhaps said the same thing, it's just like, it just is right. They're just authoritative and that's chill. But it's like, why do we do that? Why do we do that? I don't want to rock the boat, right? It's okay. It's not a big deal. If it upsets me or I don't like it. Yeah, it is a big deal. And I, de- I deserve to have my voice heard, but uh, yeah, we just don't want, don't no drama. Don't want to rock the boat you know, or get the thing. Oh, you're so sensitive, you know, like shit like that. You get tired of hearing it. So you're like, I'll just deal with it on my own. I have the tools to deal with it. I'll just deal with it on my own. What's your process in moving through the constructive conversation that you've learned? Yeah. So for me, I, um, I just make sure I'm never, I'm not using like you phrases. Like you said this you hurt me this is about me it's not about anybody else um so i'm not putting blame and i just use the you know put on my feeling my observation the purpose what my needs are what the solution is it's really just all about me and not in a self-centered you know way but i'm not putting anything on them i'm just telling them what i need from them so it's just a really just a way healthier more constructive way of basically saying what you're saying made me feel like shit don't do it anymore but you know with all these kind of like the sandwich right it's got the layers and it's a great sandwich it's a great sandwich yeah Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you that are listening, this is a really beautiful tool that Rachel's doing a great job of constructing and like putting it in her own words now. So what I'm going to teach you guys as the audience is breaking this down. So like Rachel said, we have the feeling first, we get to address what is the exact feeling that we're feeling. I personally love giving people a list of feelings because at the end of the day, most of the time at the beginning, people don't know a very many feelings. Like the vocabulary of feelings is pretty, pretty short. Mine was as well. It's like, I'm either anxious, overwhelmed, angry, frustrated, like whatever, right? All of the classic feelings. But what we know now is that the spectrum of feelings is actually extremely large. And there's so many different nuances of any given feeling, right? So for example, I, I felt frustrated. I felt frustrated. So that's, that's something that we get to say. I felt frustrated. And then, oh, F-O-P-N-S. O is observation. Observation is I noticed that blah, blah, blah. So for example, it could be, I noticed that you weren't looking at me while I was talking. So, so far we have part as part of the Foppins, F-O-P-N-S, we have, I felt frustrated when I noticed that you weren't looking at me while I was talking. The P is the point of view, the perspective. So we can either say from my perspective, or we could say from my point of view, whatever works for you guys, it doesn't matter, but it's important that we state when it is our perspective or point of view, because when we don't, it's no longer like an objective conversation and it can be taken offensively versus just stating that it is just your perspective. 
the need. So what is it, what is it that you actually need from them? So for example, Rachel gave a beautiful example of like, what does she need? She needs for the certainty that her, her mom is not going to bring up her weight again, because that's not something that feels good to her right now. Like that's not something that feels supportive for her. So she specifically said, I need to, I need you to whatever. So in the example that we're doing right now, I'd like to feel heard and valued when I'm sharing how I feel with you. And then F-O-P-N-S-S is the solution. Do you think it'd be reasonable if right? Like that's a beautiful way to start. Would it be reasonable for you to acknowledge me when I'm talking next time? So if we put this all together, we have the feeling, observation, point of view, need, and the solution. I felt frustrated when I noticed that you weren't looking at me while I was talking. From my perspective, you aren't listening to me and that what I'm saying isn't important to you. I'd like to feel heard and valued when I'm sharing how I feel with you. Is it reasonable for you to acknowledge me when I'm talking next time? Totally. We could have just been like, you don't care care about what I'm saying. You never listen to me. Da, 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 right. And you know, how is that going to be taken? Right. Pretty shitty. Cause that's, that's your perspective. That's your opinion. And it's not really, you're not giving a solution either. You're not giving what you need. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've experienced this before, Rachel, right? Where it's almost like we kind of expect, whether it's like with a with a partner or whatever, we kind of expect that people's just gonna like know what we need because it feels very obvious from our perspective. It feels very obvious that they shouldn't be doing XYZ or they should be doing XYZ, you know? Another way I like to say it, Joss, is um, you know, so is it reasonable for you to uh, whatever you just said, pay attention to me or not be distracted? I can't recall, sorry. I like to say, um, be the right? Like, do you just not check on? Would it be reasonable for you to just put your phone down while I'm talking? I find some people, they think that they're being attentive, right? So narrowing it down to really whatever. Yeah. I I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Just to add on what you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really, really beautiful thing to point out because yeah, that's something where, you know, it's, it's more tangible, AKA it's also more like just very clear exactly what you need. And it's something they can actually control. So yeah, for example, yeah, like what you were saying is if we were to just say like, can you not be so distracted? Like that may be less constructive of a solution than saying, would it be reasonable for you to like shut your phone off when we're talking or to place it aside when we're talking? Right. I love that. Yeah. Cause that's way more supportive for them too. Yeah. So here's some beautiful things that I want to bring into the conversation too, is that some of the things that we've learned is some language is not constructive. So one of the things that Rachel had mentioned at the beginning was when we put in the word you, right? A lot of times when we say the word you in these kinds of conversations, it it really places the person you're speaking with in a place of they're going to put their guard guard up because they think they did something wrong or perhaps like they're going to be on the either defensive or aggressive side (laughs) um, or offensive Mm -hmm. side, right? So you made me mad when you talked to me with a tone. So what we've learned is that when we say you made me mad like how is that received it's received so essentially that person is putting their if that was said to me necking all of the responsibility all of the power i can't make i can't make 
anybody do anything. I can't make you be mad. But if you turned it and said, Rachel, I felt disrespected, then you're taking a snippet of the mad feeling, right? Or that, you know, you're taking a feeling and you're owning it. And essentially it's my, you know, my behavior, but I'm not taking all of your feelings on because then the defense, I feel it comes on and then I'm not going to hear what you're saying at all because you're mad at me now, right? You're mad. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, because now it's just like everything (laughs) you say after that is like completely muffled. Yeah. And then the other piece too that I've, I've heard from like multiple people as well, where they say, you talk to me with a tone, right? So yeah. that, it, you know what I mean? So that is again, like your perspective. There mm-hmm. is no like objective piece of, of that, right? Of course, right. from our perspective, that is just, it just is, it's true. Like they were speaking to you with a tone, but from their perspective, is that something they're going to necessarily take very well? Mm, probably not. <laughs> So, right. so exactly. that's one of those beautiful things for, where now we can change this whole thing from, I felt disrespected because from my perspective, you talk to me with a tone. Yeah. It changes the whole framework of it and you're still owning it. You're still owning your feelings. And I'm not even now for me, my brain kind of switches to, I'm not the bad guy, right? I'm just, now I'm in tune with your feelings when you put, when you word it that way. So it totally changes the perspective. And I think the way it's received, even just hearing that you know mm-hmm. confrontation confrontation isn't easy but like it can start to feel like confrontation yeah so Rachel broke up just a little bit but what she was saying was that these conversations get to be they don't have to be so confrontational they get to be constructive and actually like build a relationship should that person decide to take that I didn't love myself. I judged myself every time I looked in the mirror and I was obsessed with food. I struggled with a lot of inner chaos. I didn't know how to have compassion for myself. If you need somebody who understands that feeling so that you can move through that to ditch food obsession and embrace self-love, hit me up on IG at D-R-J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-H-A-R-T-E at Dr. Justin Hart on IG so we can chat. Okay. There we go. We're back. Okay. 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 Yeah. So here's another amazing, beautiful one ready where it may not be so constructive. I hate when you ignore me when I'm talking to you. Yeah. So, so how is that received? Right? Like I hate when you ignore me when I'm talking to you. So you hate me and all I do is ignore you. Exactly. Yeah. So And then what are they going to do about it? Right? Like there's no solution either. So they don't know anything about what you need. They don't know how you're feeling. They just know that they did something wrong. And when someone feels like they did something wrong, they're going to shut down. They're totally going to shut down. So what maybe could we say instead of that? So again, it's, I hate when you ignore me when I'm talking to you. I've noticed that when I'm talking to you, I don't feel heard. It seems to me that I'm not being paid attention to, or I don't have your attention. Would it be reasonable for you to acknowledge me, look at me, whatever whatever kind of conversation it is, look at me, respond to me when I'm talking to you, I need to feel heard. You know, I, I might word that a bit different, but those that's basically the meat and potatoes of it, I think. Absolutely. That was super, super good. Absolutely. Like, and now as the audience guys, like just, you can feel the vibe of the difference between these two things. What Rachel just said, which she totally put in her own words, she's not reading off of anything. She's literally just going off the cuff, which is super cool because the more, (laughs) because yeah, the more that we do this, right? This is something that was new for myself initially. This is something that was new for Rachel initially, but because it's been in practice, 
it's no longer like trying to swallow your words. Now, the more we practice it, the more lubricated your throat is. So it's not just like someone shoved an apple down your throat and telling you to shut up and sit down, right? It's like, no, actually, no, I'm not five years old anymore. I get to have my feelings hurt. I get to feel something and I get to let you know what I need, you know, because now, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's saying big time, you know, it's huge. And you take essentially taking your power back too. Yep, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It feels really empowering. And you know, what we were saying at the beginning, Rachel, too, is like, it's not necessarily, this is something that's important, guys. It's not necessarily that they're going to respond exactly the way you want them to. It's because that is their choice, right? We want for sure for it to be a Cinderella story where they're just like, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Like, but sometimes remember guys, like people that are receiving these conversations, these words, like are not like they've got their own shit so even though like you've said it in a very constructive manner in which they could easily take move through it you know that's not something that we can control unfortunately right some people are just now gonna just you know they feel really bad they feel like they did something even though we've said it in a constructive way it it doesn't it doesn't mean that we can control how they receive it if that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah yeah I've even used it with my like my two teenage sons and uh it's been super helpful Mm -hmm. super helpful like what a blessing because yeah. it just frames the whole conversation and they have the information. It's very concise. There's no guesswork. There's no accusations or like defensiveness or there's a little bit of resistance or whatever, but it's just been a beautiful tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really beautiful thing. So I personally, guys, I don't have kids, but Rachel does have children. So, so yeah, I mean, whatever age your children for sure, like that allows <laughs> them to like have something to go off of because I will tell you something and I don't know if Rachel, you also can feel this too. When I was a child and I, you know, would be told, you know, let's just say cleaning up my room or like paying attention or whatever it is where it's just like, you know, where the mom or dad, you know, maybe said, oh, you're so messy. Like, like, why don't you ever listen to me? Like, you know, what, like, what's an example? Like, I'm not, it's like, I'm, it's hard to remember for me, but you know what I'm talking about? Okay. I've asked you like five times to clean up your room. Why is this so hard for you to get? Like, just clean up your room. So sick and tired of this mess. Yeah. That's a great, yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So that's great. So yeah, I'm sure a lot of you guys can resonate with this conversation. So it's like, okay, as a child, like, okay, how was that received by us before? Right. And it's like, again, I will say this a million times, like in these podcasts, but it's like our parents did the best they could with the knowledge and resources they had, but you know, not a lot of people in general, you know, have those tools, you know, so they, yeah. So, so instead, (laughs) what do you now say? say instead of that. I've noticed that your room is not clean. I'm feeling like I'm being a bit of a nag by asking a few times or I'm feeling disrespected. I need to feel heard and I need to know that you will try to keep your room clean. Is it reasonable for you to put in 10 minutes of work on your room when you are first asked? But I'm not calling names. I'm not saying they as an identity, you are so messy or you you don't listen. Even you can even if it's in a hurry and you're frustrated, you can still make it more constructive. Yeah. So that's really beautiful. Like that Rachel just said that. So first of all, she's, she, what she was saying was if she's really frustrated in the moment, like in the past, perhaps it could have come off just extremely like not constructive and probably the kid would just kind of shut down a little bit and be like, yeah, but instead, you know, she just demonstrated in this very moment that, you know, she said she normally would kind of take a little space before approaching her kids with this conversation, you know, so that she could really like kind of gather herself and, and whatever. But even on the cuff right now, like literally with 
without a script, like she said, like she was able to bring out what she wanted to say, even if it wasn't perfect. And we get to know like, because she's practiced this so much, it has become so much easier so that even when she feels vulnerable, even when she doesn't have two minutes to think about it, like she can still have a conversation that the other person isn't going to feel like shut down and closed off. Right. Yeah. So that's super, super awesome. Yeah. So for those of you who are like parents or whatever, yeah, Rachel just did a really beautiful job of like how we can do that with kids too, because at the end of the day, everybody is a grown up child, period. Right. We don't have this flip of a switch where suddenly we're adults. That's just not how it works. Right. So yeah. It's like, I'm not important to you or something. You never listen to me. The first thing that comes to mind is, well, I guess I'm just a big asshole then. Every, every encounter we have is shit and I make you feel like shit every time we talk, I guess. Like right. none of that would be, none of that would be well received. And the only thing I could say to that is Ori, like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to that? So, okay. I'm a shitty person now. All right. I find that a lot of times that too, it when especially with people that are very defensive, if you flip a script on them, you know, it's not well received. It might be okay. If you're okay saying it, but you know, being flipped around, it doesn't feel too good. So for that, I, that's, heavier right that's not my language so it's kind of hard for me to to think of that one or to put it into words but I would probably say I'm feeling unimportant or neglected in our relationship I really need to feel important or validated and heard in our relationship I've noticed that you're not responding to me or you're slow to respond whatever the specifics are you got to be specific uh, not just generalize it would it be fair to get back to me I'd really appreciate it or that that's what I need from this relationship yeah that's awesome yeah the the only component that wasn't quite in there was the actual emotion itself. Oh, yes. Yeah. But everything else was completely there. Who really ever says, I feel in front of a sentence, right? I feel hurt. You can't help as the receiver to feel really bad already because they, it's not like they said, you make me feel hurt. They just say, I feel hurt. That was just such a heavy one for me that I forgot the feeling, but I think I would say like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling invalidated when you don't respond for days or when I don't when I don't hear back from you for a few days or whatever the it is and I really need to feel safe in our you know in our relationship yeah there's definitely that's a heavy one because if somebody feels ignored right they're definitely not just feeling one emotion there's probably all kinds of stuff going on mm -hmm. yeah this is something that is important as well guys because this is also not only is it giving the opportunity for them to kind of make a change and be aware of our feelings of our perspective and whatever and for them to just see more clearly what is going on what can happen sometimes is when we have these conversations and unfortunately they don't do the solution or they don't respond or whatever it is like that's actually something now that we get to feel into okay like how many times have I had this kind of constructive conversation how many times has it not been that they actually like listen to me right and like doing the solution that I opened myself to or responding to me in general so now we get to kind of reassess is this a relationship that I want to continue with? This is a really hard question. A lot of times these conversations can happen with people very close to us, people that we're very comfortable with, people that we've known for years, people that, you know, we, we feel like we can tell anything or whatever, right? But here's the thing. How often is it where you feel like you can have these conversations and it's received and like you can actually grow from these conversations? And how often is it that it's just someone you're comfortable with someone that's familiar to you that you don't want to lose 
lose. We have a fear of being alone. We have a fear of not having connection. And so that's another reason why we avoid these conversations. It's like, well, if I actually voice how I feel and they leave me or whatever, then it's my fault. Then I'm a bad person. Then I'm not going to have any friends. But what we now know is that's not how this works at all. We gave them the opportunity, a very clear opportunity to make reparations and they didn't take that. Do we want that kind of an energy in our life? That's up to you. I'm wondering if this is something that you can resonate with too, Rachel. Yeah, honestly, I've had a couple of these experiences recently with a really longtime friend, you know, 25 year friend and an experience recently with somebody who's newer to my life. And I just feel like speaking your speaking your truth is like, it's just so vital and important and empowering. But with that being said, you know, in years past before I've done this work with you, I would have avoided even the Foppins, this constructive conversation. Um, like I would have just avoided it because I already know, oh my God, how the person's going to receive it and it's going to this it's going to that I would honestly rather go through some feelings of feeling a little bit unsafe feeling a little bit alone than keeping somebody in my life who doesn't value my feelings because that is just the most important thing right and I mean we can talk about emotional maturity and all that stuff but if you've been kind and you've used the constructive conversations and um, yeah there's just people that haven't received it well for me and and that's okay that's on them I'm comfortable with my decision and it's so freeing to voice how you're feeling and it's tough and I've said I I will definitely say that there's been times where I've had to prepare myself this may not be well received I might get a big fuck you I you know who knows but I'm still going to continue speaking my truth because I deserve to have my feelings validated and as long as I they're reasonable and it's my truth you know I'm not calling anybody names and all all that jazz yeah it's it's tough but I would rather sit with the yuck than have those essentially feelings of resentment that here we go again you know a friend that when I talk to them all they ever do is talk about themselves and they don't ever invest in me you know what that's just a friendship that I'm going to have to let go if they don't want to meet me halfway essentially majority of them have gone pretty well I'm not going to say that it's a magic tool or people right away oh my gosh that's my behavior and I need to change it but I feel free I feel that like I validated myself I feel free I feel safe because I'm not walking around with this like this you know just all this muck and this feeling and tension and stuff inside my body and my head I put it out there to the you know to this person or to the universe and I can continue on and I'd rather have a couple solid friends than you know 10 anyways or whatever but I'll just add one more thing because I think it's important my mom has actually noticed me reframing my conversations and no longer says to me you're so sensitive or you're too sensitive and she's applauded me on how well I'm able to articulate or you know convey my message and she has actually started using it I haven't even taught like example to her or taught her so to speak but she has started to use them which to me is so powerful because she's very much the person that I'm pissed off or you did this or you did that and it's it's just really a powerful tool and yeah if I can teach that to my kids and if one person can benefit from it it's just yeah it's just been an amazing tool in my life yes okay so that is the coolest thing people will feel your sense of empowerment they will feel the shift of the conversation and when it spreads like that it's like <laughs> Can you imagine if everybody had these conversations with each other? Like, right. And you know what's so beautiful is I heard you say, I feel validated. I feel free. I feel empowered. I feel, you know, like that's the coolest thing. I mean, so many people stay small, stay quiet, sit down, shut the fuck up, right? Because it's a, it's a learned behavior and it's, it's safer that way. But here's something that's so cool, guys. You don't need anything else 
outside of yourself to feel validated, right? Rachel just said that. She just said that. This is straight proof. Like <laughs> you don't need the other person to actually validate you. The more that you actually do this, the more you feel that that is like your truth and you're saying it. And guys, I used to think this piece, ready? That I was a bitch if I had these kinds of conversations. You are not <laughs> a bitch for having these conversations. Like in fact, so often we do that for ourselves. Like, well, I just, I don't want to be a bitch and like, you know, say X, Y, Z. Well, I don't want to be a bitch and like, no, 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 no. You deserve to be heard just because you're speaking your boundaries, your needs, your truth does not make you a bitch. That's an old story. 100%. Is there any piece that you, you also want the audience to hear that's like kind of in, in those old shoes? Yeah. Even before I learned these tools, because I've been fairly good at addressing my feelings before, maybe not in the, the best ways, but I've been met with the resistance of the, yeah, bitch. And I always thought, well, that just means that I'm powerful because I know I'm not a mean person. So if I'm, if I'm a bitch, that's on you, then that's the way you're perceiving it. And I'm not, I'm not carrying that. But also I've been met with, you're intimidated. People are intimidated by you. You're intimidating. Well, I know I'm not walking around throwing hands and beating people up. And I used to feel, okay, I got, I got to tone it down. I, I got, I got to watch how I say things. I got to, yeah, okay, maybe. But really I'm just speaking my truth. That's what I'm walking around doing. I'm speaking my truth. I'm not, I'm, owning my shit and it's perceived sometimes as that's intimidating why is it intimidating that's not for me to figure out and work on if I'm you know if I'm conducting myself in a you know obviously like a fair way a respectful way and people are intimidated by that that to me just kind of said well maybe you got some some leveling up to do because I've leveled up and I'm working on myself and I'm not I'm no longer really worried about people's perceptions of me and that's one thing I've really learned from working with you Joss is I mean I've learned a lot of valuable things but I think I can legitimately say I'm not concerned of people's perceptions with me because I am living my truth if people can't don't perceive that well or receive it well that's okay if they ask me how you know hey how did you learn how to confront people like that or how did you know I'll share it with them well there's so much more to this to the sandwich there right so it's just so empowering and as women you know if, if we're going to be called a bitch so be it yeah. <laughs> yes oh such a good way to wrap this up so again guys this is Rachel she has been doing so much beautiful work with herself she started in such a similar place as you guys in her shoes which is why I brought her on this podcast she's embodied the shit out of this work um it's been a beautiful Beautiful, beautiful thing to watch this entire process. It makes me feel emotional um, to know that somebody is now in a place where she can speak her fucking truth because her truth is important. It's important to be heard and seen and all of those things. So congrats to Rachel on just being a motherfucking badass after just a few months. Like it's like the coolest fucking thing. And I just want to celebrate the shit out of anybody that decides to start speaking their truth. Thank you for empowering those women, Rachel, by coming on today. It's a really big blessing for myself to have you on here. And thank you so much for your time to be here. Thank you so much. And thank you to, yeah, just all the women out there who are going to be speaking their truth too. Thank you so much, Joss.